Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encouraged you and uplift you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. To question, to give to account of what is your core values for your life? What is your mission for your life? Because without mission and without values, we're only just going to go with people's opinions and what society tells us who we are. But when we have values to ourselves, when we have mission to ourselves, whatever doesn't align with the values and the mission that God put for your personal life, if something comes about that doesn't align with that, you can say, hey, peace, I ain't doing it. Why? Because you're living life with values. There's too many people that don't live life with values and their life is crazy, chaotic. And we're not trying to downgrade that, but I'm here to I'm here to warn you, if you don't live life with a value or with a mission, guess what? Life is going to seem empty at times because there's nothing going after. There's there's so many great things when when you go after a goal. It is football season. Hey, it's football season. Who likes football? Yeah, it's football season. Whenever I was watching the other day of how, you know, they, they start with all these players and then, uh, what, two or three weeks before the season, they cut all these players. And there was this one person that he, he was about to get cut. They brought him into the, to the coach's, um, to the coach's uh, office, and they said, hey, we just have bad news. And they just, I mean, these people were working hard for months and months, and they cut them. But this guy was like, hey, you know what? I'm good. Thank you for the opportunity. You know why? why? You know why other people were crumbling? Because he had a mission in his life. He said, hey, if this is not the team, I'm going to be ready no matter what for the next team, the next call up. Why? Because he had a value of, of playing in the, in the NFL, and that was not going to waver. It doesn't matter if he got cut. It didn't matter if this team didn't want him. He knew that one day he was going to have the opportunity because he was living on value and mission. But what happens when life, when chaos hits your life? What happens to you? Some of us crumble. Some of us go to addictions. Some of us go to relationships that we should never, ever even be a, a, being a part of. Why? Because we don't have something to live for. And in this society, they don't want you to live for something because the next fad or anything is going to be appealing to the eyes. The Bible says itching to the ears, and then you just go after it. But here at Axios Church, we have a value. We have a mission that we live after. And if it doesn't align with what God given us, we believe that God has given us a godly, a heaven, a heaven values, core values and mission for just a time as this, for this community, for this people. Other churches are doing things and we we celebrate churches. Listen, people say, oh, the, the, what if people don't go to your church? I don't care as long as they're going to church. <laughs> what the heck? Why are we competing with each other? As long as they're going to church and they're following Jesus, we're all about it. We love all the churches here, but there's, there's different flavors to the church. But here at Axios, we believe that God has given us a value and a mission. Let's get our mission statement up there just to remind us of who we are. And our mission statement is this, to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. Leave it up there for a minute. That's our mission. And we go, everything decision we make, we go for the mission. Because we believe God has given us this mission to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We don't point people to us. 
We don't point people to a church. We point people to Jesus, and God uses the church as a vehicle to point people to Jesus. There's too many, there's too many times we point people to a personality, to a pastor, and as your pastor, I will fail you. That's why if you're pointing to me, you might as well go somewhere else. Because I'm pointing people to Jesus. Jesus is the only one that can heal. Jesus is the only one that can save. Jesus is the only one that can redeem. Jesus is the only one. He's the one that we go after. So here at Axios, we point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose. Worth, what is worth? People feel unvalued in this world. And here at Axios, if God has made you and created you and was intentional to create you, my job is to give you that value to show you that value because he's created you. Some of you, I probably wouldn't create you. You crazy. I, I, sometimes I'm like, God, why you created me? But if he decided, listen to this, if he decided to create me or create you, why should I look at you in a different way without value? No, that's our job as believers of Jesus Christ. We give back to the point of Jesus so you can find purpose in God. And as we move forward in this, we look past all our failures and downfalls, and we live on mission. We got these cards in front of you. Um, you don't have to get it now, but we can, we can, we're going to talk about it in just a little bit. These cards are for us to be intentional with our personal value and our personal mission in Christ. We don't want you just to fill out something just to fill out something. We want you to pray about it. We want you to pray about it and say, God, what, what are some values that I have? Some of you would say my family's a value, which is good. You value your family in, in this season. And so every decision that doesn't align with you benefiting your family at the season, guess what? Don't do it. It's that simple sometimes. What's the mission for your life? Some of you, some of you love outreach, to love on people. Hey, my, my, my mission for my life is to be a light in these dark places, to be an outreach to people that are hurting. Live by that. If we don't have that, what does the Bible say about, uh, about uh, a vision? It says, write the vision down so you should not, what, perish. It needs these core values to live at. And here at Axios, we have core values that we lift at because the core matters. Um, when you're working out, which I don't, um, uh, when you're working out, the people tell you what, to, to build your what? Your core. Why? I don't know. It hurts. <laughs> it hurts. You know those people that, you know, they, they just want to take off their shirt to show you their abs? We know, bro. You did ab workout, all right? But how about them legs, though, all right? Like, <laughs> they find every opportunity to take off their shirt because they're, 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 they love their core. Some people have six packs, eight packs, 12 packs, 24 packs. They're solid. You look at them and they're like, you're like a Greek goddess, holy moly. But they build their core because they said when you build your core, every other muscle is stronger for some reason. It's the foundation of the, the, the muscle, but they're solid, they're strong. Because building your core will give your strength a greater thing. So here, we want to build our core. And in the, month, in, in the fall season, we love to come around and talk about our core values again. Because we believe that this is the season where you're thinking of what is to come, which is the new year. 
We're starting to transition right now in the fall, where it's like, hey, all those resolutions that I had in January, I missed like all of them. And then now I'm thinking about new resolutions. It's in that middle season. So it's good to reevaluate these core values. And hopefully this can help you in your personal walk in your core values as well. The first core value that we want to talk about today is this community is who we are. This is one of our core values that we love here at our church. Actually, the next couple values that we're talking about today are some of one of my some of my favorite because it's it's literally the core of our church. Community of is who we are. Without community, you're only an individual. Without community, you put yourself on silos all alone. We are not meant to live on silos all alone. We're not meant to live an individual life. How do we know from the beginning? There was Adam. Adam was just chilling, naming all the animals and everything. And what did, what did God say? Hey, he's not meant to, to live life alone. And he made a woman called Eve. And he's like, whoa, whoa, man. You know, okay, that was the worst pastor preaching thing. But listen, he made community community because he didn't want us to live alone. So here at Axios, community is so important to what we're trying to build. Your personal walk is so important with Christ, but when you bring community in the middle of that to walk a life with people, it's so impactful. How about um, Ecclesiastes 4, verse 9, it says, it says like this, two are better than one because they are a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift his fellow, but woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Oh, that's that's deep stuff right there. Like you're telling me, I'm all good with like, hey, two are better than one. Hey, we're a team. Then he starts getting deep like, hey, when you fall, you better have somebody there. Because you're crazy if you don't. We need each other. When you neglect community, you're neglecting your growth. Because we need each other. Your story matters to my story. My story matters to your story. God has made us in community together for us to grow with one another. The problem is, is people don't like community because community hurt them. But the reality is, some of the closest people to Jesus hurt him as well. And he still chose community. Even Jesus himself could have done it alone. This is the son of God. This is Jesus. Jesus, Yeshua, the guy, the Messiah, the one. He could have just went from town to town and be like, psh, healed, psh, delivered, psh, saved. What was the first thing he did? Let's gather community. He got some crazy guys around him. Some of the people that I wouldn't chosen, I would have went straight to the church and got the holiest of holies. Hey, you know the Bible? Come. He got a fisherman. He got tax collectors. He got doubters. He got the worst of the worst. But he knew that their life could change when they're gathered in community. It's in community where lives are changed because we community makes you know why people don't like community because community makes you accountable. 
You got to face your junk. When you're on the loan, you're within your own thoughts, and you're like, well, what I'm doing, you know, is really not that bad. But when you have a friend, listen, you need a friend to tell you, hey, you're crazy, you're broke, disgusted, you need Jesus. If you, don't have, if you have friends that are always going to tell you everything you want to hear, that's not a friend. You need people in your community to be like, hey, you weren't at church last week. Just saying. What does that do? It challenges us to grow. Because naturally within our natural human, we, our human desires, we want to be lazy. Let's just be honest. There's some days that I don't want to do anything. I check out. But sometimes in community, it challenges us to grow and for us to be accountable to each other. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24, 25 says, let us not consider how to stir one another with love and good works, not neglecting meeting together as habit for some, but encouraging one another that they will be more as to see the day drawing near. I love how the, how the, uh, how the church was instituted in the book of Acts. Because in the book of Acts where the church started with, with Peter and everything, I mean, they did some things that were super intentional and super, like, together. Some of you are like, I need to come to church on Sunday. These people were, like, in their houses all the time. Like, just, you know, I'm Puerto Rican. And us, us Spanish people, we know this. It doesn't matter what day. If somebody wants to show up at your house, they show up at your house. I told you, I told the people straight up, don't show up at my house. That's not my thing. But there'll be some times in my parents' house, like I'm halfway, you know, just going to the, you know, you're young, you know, you're in your little boxers. You go outside, I'm like, oh, santo, way. Who are you? You know what I'm talking about. They just show up. But here in the book of Acts, we see how the, the, the church was instituted and how community was the center focus of what they're all about. Let's go to Acts chapter 2, verse 42 and 47. It says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to breaking bread and to prayer. And all came upon every soul, and many wondered and signs Many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all. And any had, and any had need. And day by day, attending to the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. Holy. What if I say, hey, everybody, we're having a big yard sale today. Everybody bring all your possessions. We're going to all get everything together, and the money proceeds, we're going to divide it to everybody. That's what they did. They were so intentional, even with their resources, to helping one another. They broke bread with one another. They came to the temple. I mean, they, they were so intentional. So what is community? What does community look like here at our church? These are community. Number one is groups. We have small groups every Wednesday. 
Small groups every Wednesday, we are getting into these uh, intentional conversations. If you want to know more about the Bible, you want to know more about this man we call Jesus, you need to be here on Wednesdays. We have some deep conversations because it's not all about the presentation on a Sunday. Wednesdays is where we get deep. It's all in community. How about outreaches? We feed our community. We do other things that are, that are we, we bless other people because that's building the community. We can't be building only in these four walls. That's a country club. Building a community is knocking these walls out and touching the people that are on the streets. That's community. We got events. We have prayer weeks that are coming up. We got church at the parks, Sundays. It's all intentional to bring community because community is who we are. How can we add value? How can you add community to your values? How can you add community to your core values? Is it important? Because it needs to be. Because life done alone is lonely and dull, but life done in community is rewarding and fruitful and fruitful. What's the next core value that we have? No, the next core value is worth is what we give. Worth is what we give is one of our core values. Worth is important, but it depends where you're getting your worth from. This is deep. We can talk about community, talk about other people, but now I'm talking about you. <laughs> worth is so important, but it depends on where you get it from. Some of us can find our worth in our jobs. Some of us can find our worth in our families, our friends, our success, our investment, our material things, but a lot of those things will leave you empty. Will leave you empty. We don't find our worth, we don't have worth in what we can do and what we can provide. No, we find our worth in God because of the sacrifice he did. We have worth in him because of the sacrifice and, and what he did in our life. You don't have the resources to, to, to do it. You don't have the ability to do it. But he has freely given his life for us to have value, for us to see. When he was on the cross, the value was given for you. So let me ask this. How do you value other people? You're only secure in the worth God gives you. It's your value, your strength, your confidence, your worth is important. And here at Axios, we give that. We show that. We value people. You matter. If, it was, if, it, if you were mattered to God to be having breath right now, it values to me for you, to me to even have a conversation with you. Here at Axios, we believe that if you, if you have a conversation with people, you look at them. Like... You hate those people like they're having a conversation they're like what does that show you it shows you you don't care what i'm saying but here i'm like yeah yeah why because we give we show worth you're walking some be like yeah you got value god giving you breath like he can take your breath out like that but if he has breath in your lungs right now that means he has purpose in your heart so guess what hey you matter and here at Actions, we believe that worth is what we give. We show worth because God has given us that value, what the sacrifice he has done. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in what? Me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. 
for me. It's so important. We receive value and worth only from him. And in turn, we give value and worth to people because people are valuable. They're valuable. So let me just challenge you. I'm not saying you have to give all the time, but like, how do you see the homeless man across the, across the street? Do you look at him and say, hey, you need to get a job? Or you look at him with love and compassion? How about that person that, that like lives in, like works in your workplace that nobody likes? You know, it's like, oh, she's here. You know those people? Like, how are you showing love and compassion to those people? How about that family member that nobody talks to because they did that one thing and you dreaded it that they come to their ho- the holiday dinner because you're like, oh, if they come, I'm not going to be there. How, how do you show them worth and value to them? <laughs> they ain't coming. They ain't invited. But we have to be like kind of intentional with that. Sometimes we got to drop our pride to show people that they're important. And that's what we get. That's one of the values of our church. Or the last value I want to talk about today is this. I love this one. And it's kind of weird that we just threw it in there, but it's, it's so important. Simple is our approach. Simple is our approach. We see the battle that the Israelite people had so many times in the Bible where God would deliver them and then they'll do some crazy things. And then God will deliver them and they'll do some crazy things. They'll do idol worship and they'll, they'll, they won't believe that the man is coming. It, 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 there was a sea and they're like, how am I going to get through? Like God's like, um, me, you know, like, what are you talking about? And we see this constant thing. And I was thinking about it the other day. And it's like, why did these crazy people continue to do that? Like, if I'm in the desert and, like, water parts, I wouldn't doubt it anymore. Like, like if I'm just chilling in the desert and, like, bread just comes from heaven, I'll be like, whoa. Like, what? I'm just going to just believe this guy. But what do we see? Time and time again, these people are just like messing up and messing up. Why? And I was thinking about the other day, why did they do that? Maybe they believed that what God was blessing them with was too good to be true. Don't we do that sometimes? It's like the simplest thing is salvation and trusting and obedience in Christ. That's the gospel. But we complicate it. Why? Because maybe we think it's too good to be true. It's too simple. Like, what does God say? He said that you believe in me, confess with your mouth, and you shall be what? Saved. That's too simple for our minds. Because for me, I'm like, you need to, step one, say sorry. Step two, you're giving me some money, right? Right fast, right? We, we believe that it needs to be these hard steps. But by the sacrifice Jesus did, it's so simple. But in the church, we so complicated. And I believe in all these things that rules, but rules don't get you saved. Religion don't get you saved. A relationship with Jesus Christ is the only thing. I remember growing up, I was in a Pentecostal church. Spanish Pentecostal, M-A-E, Mission Impossible. I mean, ladies were, didn't shave their legs, and I'm like, ew. 
I'm like, I'm pretty sure God don't like that. Because you stink. I mean, it's true. I'm just being honest. But the reality is this. We complicate it. And what happened to a generation that we put so much rules on? They don't want anything about Jesus anymore. Because they think it's all about the things to get to Jesus. But it's really a relationship with Jesus Christ. We have complicated the gospel. Then here at Axios, it's all about Jesus. My job as your pastor is to show you the truth. It's your job to believe. It's simple. We complicate it because in reality, we believe we need to do more. But performance-based gospel always leaves you empty. Here's what you need to get to Jesus. You don't need the biggest bank account. You don't need the greatest Jordans, which those are great. You don't need to know everything about the Bible. Matter of fact, you don't need to know nothing about the Bible. You need to know about one thing, and that's Jesus can save you just the way you are. This whole thing about let me get cleaned up to get to Jesus, that is a lie. That is a lie. If that was the case, Peter wouldn't be a disciple. My man was jacked up. If that was the case, all the people in the Bible, Paul, Paul was a killer of Christians. And one instant of him finding the light, him finding Jesus changed his life forever. There was no steps. There was only a belief. Now, don't get me wrong. This is where I challenge some of us. You can't be going all wild and out out here and expect to be a Christian, all right? There's no rules, but there's standards. And it's not a standard for you to perform for Jesus. It's a standard because it says this. You are an overcomer by the word of the land and the word of what? Your what? Testimony. So that's meaning this. This is why Jesus said, hey, there's no rules, but there's standards because you represent me. And if my kids acting all crazy at a restaurant, it's not they're representing me. They're representing me. So you can't be going all crazy and acting like the world and expecting the benefits of, the, of Christ. Yeah, we all fall short of the glory of God. Yeah, we all mess up. Yes, that's, that, that's true. But you got to try. You got to at least try. Why? Not to perform for him. It's already taken care of here because we need to be example to each other. We need to be example to the people that are hurting and dying and looking for something. And if they look at you and you're the only Jesus they see, what are they seeing? If they're seeing you wilding out, they're like, I don't, I, I'm already doing that. I already, I already attempted that. And that left me in this state. But if they're seeing people that are loving, that are generous, that are kind, that are kind, that are humble, man, they're going to be like, wait. There's something different about that person. Again, you're not performing for him. By you accepting him as your personal savior, you're already redeemed. But we need to be a witness to them out there 
that don't know Jesus yet. It's simple, guys. It's simple. Because simple is our approach. We, the, if we try to complicate things, we're saying that the gospel is not enough. If we have to, if I have to come up here and, and do like a cheerleading thing and be like, oh, we're going to do this and now give you the gospel, I, 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 that means I'm adding to what the gospel is already enough. The gospel, let me hear you, hear, hear from your pastor. The gospel is enough. It is the only thing that can change. I can come up here and do a performance for you, and you're going to be left empty. But when I give you the truth of God's word, it convicts us and makes us want to change. Yeah. The things that when, when, I, when, when you, we're speaking of God's word, and you're like, oh, that hurts. That's, God, that's the conviction of the Holy Spirit. If you're not convicted, you're always going to stay in your mess. The problem is we don't like conviction because it's like, ooh, and that's not the Holy Spirit. That's me having to deal with my junk. But here at Axios, we're saying, yes, you got to deal with your junk, but we want to do it with you. And we want to love you on the way. We ain't going to judge you, but we're going to challenge you to be the best thing that God has called you to be. That's the gospel. That's the gospel. It's a simple approach. It's, it's, it's what we're all about. In 2 Timothy, and I'm done. You, you, keep on, you give me a mic, and I'm going to just be talking, all right? 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. I'm so passionate about this stuff. All scripture is breathed by God, and it's profitable for teaching, reproof, for correction, and for training for righteousness. Woo! The Bible is not only just to tell you that everything's about love, which it is. It's all for reproof, correction, and training for righteousness. What's righteousness? In right standings with Christ. We don't talk about that online. In John chapter, what did they just say? <laughs> John chapter 14 and 6, my ADD is going crazy. Jesus said to him, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It's simple. It's simple. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. We point people to him. And as I close, living on values and mission is important. If there is no mission, your life will perish. There's no drive. There's no direction. So the question I ask for you, have for you today, what is the mission for your life? What are the values that keep you grounded? What is it? What are the things? And we made it super intentional for you. To not for you just to think it, when you write something down, there's something different when you write it down. Then you actually got to kind of try to do it. That's why I don't like doing notes. Notes, they, they go back. They save those things. Let me, uh, young adults, you write notes to your, to your lovey, they're going to save it. So when you go crazy, they'd be like, you remember this time? Whatever. They, they save it. We write it down. Because it reminds us what we're living for. What, what, are, what are we doing? And I want us to take, take this now. You can take it out, put it in your Bible. And I want you to really think about this. What is the mission for my life? What are the values I'm living for? I, we put three. You can put as many as you want. What are the values? Life comes and goes. But when we have values, we can live 
on direction towards Jesus. For we're living, are we living on godly values or are we living on human values? Because human values uh, focuses on me, but godly values focuses on others. And while we set these values, let it be the standard of living for our life. It doesn't, if it doesn't align with the values, it's not for my life. If, you, if you're one of those people that have a hard time making decisions, if it doesn't align with those values, don't do it. Because we're living on mission. We're living on values. And those things matter. Every head bowed, every head closed. Wasn't that an amazing message? If you would like to help. Thank you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you want more information about Axios, go to axioschurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, we love you, and we're in this together.